Like when you first become a new fish in a pond, like you have to get your situational awareness. It's, it's just like the oh, tactics yeah. that we train with and mm. everything like that too. You have to become aware of what's going on. So it's, it's almost like the OODA loop, if you guys know what that is. Um, if not, mm -hmm. go Google OODA loop, do some research. Um, it's just thought process of thinking. Um, you have to orient yourself in the environment and you have to figure out where you are compared to everybody else and then have to figure out how to execute. podcast for the people by the people i am matt from burning powder kicking brass and i'm joined by my co-hosts adam from silver bullet and mike from oca gentlemen how are we doing today oh man we're doing fantastic fantastic brother man doing good thanks for asking doing good super good to hear happy to be here on this beautiful day we have a great show ahead of us we got evan from xmod for our 2a spotlight uh, oh, yeah. Before we get into all that, let's do the 2A news. All right, gentlemen. Well, it's no surprise. We are going to Pew Party in a, uh, March. Not April. March. Coming up strong, guys. Super excited for that. If you have not got your tickets already, go get them now. There's two different uh, levels. There's a one that gets you in there, and there's one that will get you a lot more cool stuff. But either way, your boys here will be at Pew Party. You can come take pictures with us. We'll sign autographs, all that good stuff. Cause, and we're know. the three best, best friends, friends that, that anybody could have. Had. We're the three best friends that anyone could have. <laughs> but uh, it's going to be a great time. God, we're super excited. Jay Wan, can't wait to meet you guys out there as well. But mm -hmm. uh, on top of that, April is going to be a busy month as well. We have Clash Bash in Texas as well happening. Clay, shout out to the homie. That's uh, going to be a great time. If you're an AK goon, that's the place to be. And we have NRAM happening up in Dallas, which your boy here should be going to. I'm going to make my very best effort to be there. I know we all can't go, but I really want to get up there and uh, just represent Whiskey and Windage uh, the best I can for all of us guys. And, uh, man, it's such a busy – I think May has what, Southwest up in Georgia, yeah. right, has, has an event as well. Guys, yeah, Southeastern Range Day. Yeah, Southeastern Range Day. Thank you, Mike. So there's a lot going on. It's going in from the spring, going strong. The summertime, it's tough because, you know, in the south it gets hot, but that springtime wow. is a time to have these events. So a lot of great events going on, guys. Um, the only thing I also want to mention is Hawaii. I get they were the last state to join the union, but they still joined this union, and they need to abide by the Constitution of the United States. But apparently Amen. they feel this aloha vibe means they don't have to, and uh, they're making it very hard for their citizens to conceal carry weapons, saying it's unconstitutional or it's not legal, even though the Constitution says that you can uh, defend yourself and the right to bear arms. So a lot going on there right now. Man, that, that's crazy. Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, I might be wrong on this, but – I believe that's the only state in the United States that has ever been attacked on its own soil. That's um, that's very factual. I think that's and, correct. Uh, yeah, I think and I'll that's say correct. This, yeah. That's the state that doesn't want its civilians yeah. to arm themselves. It sucks. It <laughs> sucks, man. I lived there for three years. I was a citizen there for three years. I can tell you, it was very hard being there because. They are very uh, against American culture in some ways, even though they want to be American cultures in other ways. And yeah, take that for mm -hmm. what you will, guys. I live there. I experienced it. Uh, all I'll say is, Tulsi, why don't you represent because uh, you claim that as your state. So why don't you uh, get representing and uh, take care of your people? So, guys, well, that's all I got for the 2A News today. Hopefully the SCOTUS uh, backs us up in that one. So yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. We also got a new uh, review out this week at Whiskey and Windage Reviews channel. Mike, what'd you put up for the review? Man, this one was something I've wanted to do for a while, and it was good. It was good. Yeah, so, so I've done. I've, I've, I love my tactical lever. So what I did was I channeled my my inner Annie Oakley and mixed it with a little bit of a uh, little bit of Wyatt Herb. You know, I'm your Huckleberry. Say when. And we went out there, and man, we just we just had a fun time on the range. We did trick shots. We threw cans. We shot beer cans. We shot knockdown targets. We shot paper. We had a blast. But all in all, it was to showcase that 
you know, it was a showcase at Model X and all of the accessories on it. Uh, huge shout out to Ranger Point Precision. Um, if you're not following those guys, go check them out. Um, they make a lot of aftermarket accessories for the new tactical style um, or modern style lever actions. Uh, definitely a cool, cool company to check out. But yeah, go check it out. It's up on the uh, on the Whiskey and Windage reviews page. And also a huge shout out to everybody that is checking out the reviews page also checking out the whiskey and windage page on Amen. youtube appreciate you um those numbers are growing and we are we are definitely definitely appreciative of that we're we're not done by any stretch of the means mm-hmm. but for everyone that's hearing this that is a part of that it's it's not unnoticed we definitely appreciate you guys thank you thank you and thank also you. keep trolling us guys the trolls we appreciate you <laughs> we love trolls. That's my favorite them. part of the I day love I, love trolls. I love the trolls if 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 anybody posts anything and trolls matt or adam on the reviews page or on the whiskey and windage page and you get fired back immediately uh, most likely that's from me um because I like trolling too, so I'm going to take my shots at them as well. Yeah, uh, there's Troll only Danny. one dude I've really ran into a problem. Oh, kind of Jim that, Shockey, that dude. dude. There's only him. one Who dude that runs in that? weird and like everything turns like I want you <laughs> oh, to be my no. wife. Like you yeah. know this dude has spent time in prison, dude, Jim and Shockey. I want nothing to do yeah. with him. Guys, go find Jim Shockey. Jim Shockey. <laughs> Jim Shockey in our comments, dude. Honest, I swear buddy. to God. We interrupt our program to bring you this important message. All right, today on the 2A Spotlight, we want to welcome to the show a friend that has been here since day one of Whiskey and Windage. Uh, He was part of a small group of people that we told off um, that, you know, that we're going to do this, we're doing it, guys, we're coming out, we're doing this. I think that he even knew before my wife. Um, Everybody, we want to welcome Evan from XMod. We got XMod in the house. (laughs) Evan, well, tell the people who you are. Tell them what what uh, what it is that you do, what your product is. Tell us a little so, bit about yourself. So, thank you guys. I appreciate it. I, I got to say, it's been uh, really awesome to have you guys uh, and, and watch you guys culminate whiskey and windage from the beginning. Like uh, when you guys were kicking this around as an idea, I'm like, yeah, absolutely, go for it, do it. Um, you know, now it's a fucking train wreck. <laughs> train wreck, get out of here! Come on, man, you're far off of it. No, this is this is really awesome. I think this is like from humble beginnings, and it's really interesting because you know I'm still young in my infancy in my company, uh, and just watching us all kind of grow together and mature together, um, it's really awesome. No, totally. So thank you for having me. Um, oh yeah, always. And uh, like we were talking before, like it's it's a shame that we live in all different parts of the U.S. So otherwise, I, I have a feeling this would be like a weekly like Friday night thing that we would all get together and shoot the shit over. So oh, I'd be in so much trouble with my family, oh, but we would try. <laughs> I know. I know. We, we, uh, with the exception of Adam, um, I think we would all be uh, fair, baseball bat over the head and drug home by our wives. <laughs> yeah. fair. But, that's but, fair. Um, See, so here you go. I'm going to deviate already. So before they get into their questions, I do want to ask you, uh, tell us about your experience at SHOT Show. My experience at SHOT Show. Um, I saw you, I I saw you grab an ass with show. George Washington and Thomas Jefferson at some point <laughs> in the picture. I have ass grabbing. Yes. yes. Well, you got to ham it up, right? I mean, come on. It's the founders, right? You got you got to put the stuff in the right spot. Is it the founders or the fondlers? I mean, <laughs> oh, you beat me to it. Founding fondlers. Beat me to it. No, it's it's awesome. Like every, I've been to Shot Show for quite a few years now. Um, not as much as some, but I have a love hate at this point with it. Like it's it's the build up all the prep work that goes into it going even when you're not displaying just all the meeting setup starts three four months in advance and uh just trying to get on everybody's roster so i have a love hate like the last the two weeks before i was like oh man i don't want to leave the wife and kids this is like a, a, a meat grinder thing because um, i go to the work i don't i don't you know for y'all media guys it's a, probably a little bit more fun um but like it's for me it's it's non-stop meetings it starts at like 7 a.m and it doesn't end till probably three o'clock the next morning uh, because you're Oof. going out you're wine and dining the next day um and then you're you're literally like running back to the room showering catching a few hours getting dressed going back at it again so that's kind of like the videos that i was posting on my ig page it's like hey let's see who's alive today day two day three is anybody yeah. still awake mm-hmm. on day four like and, you see, and, and by day four you have the zombie people that are just like uh like i'm here i don't have to be but i want to be 
or vice versa. Um, so it's it, it's a love hate and relationship I have with Shot Show. I mean, it's great for the experience. I go for the people. I go for the networking. Um, I'm kind of so far in it that I've been over viewed with all the the, the starry spotlights on everything like oh the new kit here the new kit there it's more the people i'm going for um mm -hmm. at this point like it's cool to like the last day i'll walk around when everybody's all fatigued out and you actually get to walk up and look at the product and see stuff because uh, about 80 percent of the show is cleared out by then uh, so yeah. that's when you get your like one-on-one -on -one touch with with what's going on and I, I walk around the booth and talk to people and they're just worn down the sales pitch is not so hard at that point um, so you, you really get to know, like, hey, this is the product. Here what it is, it dude. You know, you know. Yeah. Let's just let's just chill and talk, like, and and that's like the real days for me is like the last day and a half of Shot Show. Um, but Word. like I'm everybody else there trying to trying to get those networking events um, and connections made. So it's fun, it's grueling. Um, I usually lose about ten to fifteen pounds when I go because it's just nonstop. Um, so staying hydrated, eating, um, you have to start a vitamin regimen like two weeks in advance before going because there's this thing called a shot show crud and Everybody you gets don't it. believe it. But if you don't, if you don't take care of yourself, you don't eat, you don't hydrate, um, and, and get those vitamins in, like it, it takes you off your feet when you get back. I mean, mm -hmm. I remember the first time I went, I was down for like a solid month. Oof. I couldn't function. It was nasty. Um, that was yeah. the first time I got it. I was going to say, I talked to a couple different people and got multiple yeah. multiple answers as far as feedback goes to the, to the guys who were looking to put more, more stuff in their stores to go and try to get one-on-one -on -one time with some manufacturers and some brands just to hear things. They say that they hated SHOT Show because they didn't have the time and they didn't have the, uh, the access that they hoped to have like they used to have because there are people that go to shot show now and it's it's it is a social networking party there are people that don't have ffls or you know they don't have ffls that don't have gun shops that don't have this stuff but somehow they find their way in and it's not through just the easy media credential like they're not even doing anything in the in the industry but they're finding their way in and so i'm finding a lot of those people just saying that's it like we're done like we're not going to come back again that's what and I kept hearing, that's what NRA Dallas is for. You want to be a 2A guy and go meet with the 2A people, take your ass to NRA Dallas. If you want to put guns in your shop and put kits in your shop, you need to go to SHOT Show. And I saw that. I, I hear that side. But then I also hear the side of, hey, everybody's there to network. So, like, yeah. you got to get used to it. Yeah, so so I, I, I've gotten a lot of feedback. Because I, I talked to everybody about everything. Like, what was it like before? What was it like now? So a lot of the vendor side of it that, that pays for these big-ass expensive booths, some of them cost over a million dollars. I'm not joking. Yeah, um, that's why you'll see them year after year for a decade. Um, and they'll tweak them here and there. And a lot of the guys that work the booth are the guys that I'm trying to actually get to that are just networked and connected. Um, and right. Just so I can help get my brand along and get it in the right eyes and whatnot. They're like, yeah, we, we just hate the show anymore because it's not what it used to be. It used to connect exactly what you said mike with the buyers um and they would ask questions they would give you real feedback um i'll come back to psa because they have a really interesting way of how they came about having to avoid that whole thing while incorporating this whole new menagerie of people that have come uh but it's exactly what you said mike like it's not what it used to be where it's like okay let's get the deals happening let's make the deals like like let's income let's get them let's get them going so that we the week after we're shipping product to your store we're getting new stuff out there it's not like that anymore um mm -mm. and a lot of the feedback is it's like look this is a media event anymore um it's the social media guys that have come in and their interviews and literally like you can walk down a hundred yard aisle and hit three people with cameras and walking around and you know um you know we're trying to work with travis haley over at haley strategic and you know I, I know that I'm never going to touch him at SHOT Show. Like, he knows who I am. I know who he is. We're, we're trying to get together on some a few things. Uh, mm -hmm. but, like, it's Can more I touch of, like, him? I want, I want to touch him. I bet you would. I, I know you do. I know you do. <laughs> this <laughs> fucking guy. is no-no square. Uh, it's Travis uh, Haley. Come on. 
Dude, Welcome he, to Uncle Adam's I mean, naked He's one of the like the founding, like for me he, in the in the gun industry. Like I was watching him when he had like no subscribers on YouTube and he was just posting videos. To, like and he talked about. It. Here you go, Adam. Go look up his banana, his banana video. I'm sure you're gonna like that one. Oh. <laughs> I used to just like, I used to like watching Travis Haley. My first introduction to Travis Haley was watching him just basically murk kids running airsoft, and I mean like. <laughs> You know, doing all his videos where he was like playing airsoft and literally just demolishing an entire field. Smashing like, kids. What I are you, who is those, this guy? I, so it was his more of his, like, his inspirational like stuff that I actually listened to way back when when I was still wet behind the ears, um, and and that really stuck with me. And so he was one of like my founding fathers for the gun industry that I kind of came into. It was it was him, um, and then there's a couple other people that I'm really not happy with that I've actually been introduced to. And it's just like, wow, you're just the biggest letdown, man. It's like, it's like never meet your heroes. Never, yeah, never, meet your heroes. never meet your heroes. Never meet your heroes. It's exactly so, like Elon Musk said. Like, it's like you know, they sit there and then they 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 freaking destroy you, and you just have to go, motherfucker, I'm gonna get you. Like, I'm gonna come yeah. back and get you. Um, and <laughs> mm -hmm. and that's like truly the motivation. So I mean, you have to have that kind of skin when you're in this industry because it's very, if you swim in the wrong pools in this industry, it's very toxic. Mm -hmm. It's very toxic. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and what um, I find, and it's got to be, it's got to be a, uh, it's got to be deflating, to a point. You're going to have a couple, you know, CEOs and manufacturers that make really good money, but for the rest of the gun industry, if you want to get rich and make money, leave the industry. You're not going to do it in the gun industry. The gun industry doesn't make you millionaire. Um, you know, it doesn't make everybody millionaire. There's no money in the gun industry, so. But what sucks is when you have the influencers and the social media guys walking up that actually do make money on YouTube and they're all this stuff and they're making more money than the guys that are making the product. Fuck yeah. you. And you're just like, wait a minute. Like the roles I are reversed. Fool. Like, hey, wait a minute. You need to be in the booth and I need to be coming to talk to you. Like, yeah. you're yeah. the you're the baller. Yeah, there's a yeah. whole paradigm shift that's happened in the industry. Um, you know, even so I know people from you know, the very big wigs all the way down throughout the whole middle shaft of, of, of the industry to even the gun store guys. Uh, and mm -hmm. I'm sure, Mike, you've kind of experienced this as well. Like ever since COVID, everything's gone upside down from a supply chain uh, perspective for man manufacturing from raw goods to supply chain to shops. Mm -hmm. And it's funny because, you know, as, as awesome as capitalism is, this has this negative effect where if the money's not being pushed through, you know you're you're gonna you're gonna take a bite at some point. Somebody is, mm -hmm. um, and it's either the CEO is gonna get ranked out, or it's the little shop is gonna get choked with inventory. And in an economy like this, thank you, Biden. Um, you know, it, it's hard for everybody, and and yeah. that's so. And kind of trying to segue into, you know, who I went to a shot show with, um, you know which was Tacticon, um, and Jake and I have Wait, had who, this who relationship. Wait, who, who were they? Tacticon? Never heard of them. Never heard Never of them. Oh, dude, <laughs> I, I, I was, I, I, bro, I was stoked to see the XMOD on Tacticon's website, and then the very same day I heard, heard them drop your name on the 2A Procast. Like, mm -hmm. I said, these guys, I'm always behind. I'm always like, oh, news, look at this. And they're like, we already know. <laughs> but, like, I was I was super jacked for you, Evan. I was like, that's our, that's our boy, dude. I was Thank so you. excited. You. And, and then and you those, were like, yeah, I'm going those, to the SHOT Show with him. I was yeah, I was And those are, like, huge you. wins for me, right? Because, like, it's 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 beyond a daily grind. I mean, you feel the heat. The, you feel the pain yeah. every single You've day. You've been working hard, dude. Thing, as you guys know. Um, oh, yeah. But there's other companies out there. You know, I, I met Eric from AOK Holsters out there. Um, thank you, yeah, Mike, for teeing that up. Uh, he did just freaking awesome. Like, he, shout he, out he to Eric, to dude. Out. Yeah, Eric's, Eric's the dude. man. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm um, going up to his shop in two weeks, actually. Tell him I said hello. Um, I will. I haven't had a chance to reach back out to him because it's been so so busy. I know he's been busy too. I haven't seen his little reels yeah. post. Um, but it's funny. Like, this has probably been the best shot show personally for me and XMG. Um, mm -hmm. because I, I felt for the first time, you know, maybe it's cause I was with Tacticon, maybe it's cause I wasn't, maybe it's cause just all the things fell in line finally. Uh, but I felt welcomed by the industry and not as the guy sitting there pounding on the door trying to say, Hey, this is who I am. Let me in, let me in. Um, and I, and I think that that is a sign of 
times that are changing. Like, I think that there's this whole rebellious group of us in this industry who are sick of the shit. And we're going to start changing things because we are the next generation coming up. We're the next we're leaders in the those, industry. Pushing um, over those gatekeepers, dude. Yeah, well, I, I mean, it's not even like... We're so, coming through. Uh, so it's everybody from NRA to GOA. And these are like tangents that we could spend hours on. Um, and I'm not going to do that right now, but I'm just going to touch on them. Like some of these guys. Uh, so if you if you look at Mad Minute Tacticians and Nolan from Tacticon, they're touching on all this stuff that literally has been like brewing under my fingernails to just like claw into this topics. Um, and I, I just I just wish there was more time in the day for us to address all these issues. Um, but there's not. And there's it's it's so political. I mean, across every level, there's no innocence to anything anymore. I, I mean, I was going to say, I think also with that, though, Evan, I think it's also growth as you as a as a person. And um, I feel it in the gun shop, you know, in the in the on the gun store side of things, trying to call and talk to the, you know, I'll just name some people. It's not that I'm negative with them, but I'm tired of calling and trying to talk to the Noveskis of the world and talk to the. LMTs and the staccatos and the Knights armaments and begging them, basically trying to figure out when I first started, it was how can I trick them into making them think that I'm something bigger than I am so I can carry their product. Right. And I tried that for a while and it, all it did was make me harbor a lot of anger and a lot of, a lot of um, resentment. And it came to a point where I just let go and said, I don't care. I'm doing this with or without brand A, B, C, whatever. And all those brands now, I carry them. But uh, it's your paradigm is shifting for you because it's no longer, oh, my gosh, I need I need a fish to bite. I don't care what fish. My bobber's out there, and it's just floating, and I just please some fish bite. And you got to the point where you're just like, you know what? Yeah, I need a fish to bite, but screw it i'm not just hoping for any fish like at this point i'm just gonna do my thing and let the process sort itself out and so i think it takes a little bit of pressure off of you by doing that you went shot show like you said had a good time made good connections and like you said it might be your best one yet yeah i mean so like when you first become a new fish in a pond like you have to get your situational awareness it's, it's just like the oh, tactics yeah. that we train with and mm -hmm. everything like that too you have to become aware of what's going on so it's, it's almost like the OODA loop, if you guys know what that is. Um, if not, mm -hmm. go Google OODA loop, do some research. Um, it's just thought process of thinking. Um, you have to orient yourself in the environment and you have to figure out where you are compared to everybody else and then have to figure out how to execute. Because um, everything is execution, um, no matter what aspect of life. Like, you know, uh, all of Adam's daily motivational videos, which I watch all the time. Um, oh, yes. Uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> Um, no, seriously, like, seriously like, big, a lot of these things I'm like, yes, fan. finally, like, yeah. I hate, I hate being on screen. I hate being in front of people, but I love to teach. I'm, I'm that, I'm not a screen guy. I'm a, a real life type of person, um, mm -hmm. which segues into also how Jake and I get along so well. Um, it, it's, I'd rather teach all that stuff. I've taught that stuff. I've been a personal coach and mentor for a lot of people. Um, and it's funny. It's, it's always so sour when you have to take your own advice, but anywho, um, getting back to kind of what we were talking about and my brain just fucking shut off. So where were we? <laughs> yeah. Over there. We, we, yeah, I mean, there. we were just talking about shot show and how it was good for you. And I mean, and that kind of segues into my, into my last question, like overall, now that, now that all the dust is settled, everybody's content has come out, like looking at it in retrospect, like I hope it was fun and productive. Um, hope, hope it wasn't all, all work and no play, but like overall, it was good for Evan and, and good for XMG? Yeah, I believe so. Um, and I, I think, you know, we, we were kind of tact, uh, tactfully partnering with Tacticon <laughs> um, mm -hmm. on, on a few fronts. So we're, we're trying to get them to handle most of our civilian sales while we still focus on DOD-based stuff. So our awesome. product is more of military mission enhancement um, for the guys that are in a two-way range, um, men and women who go down range overseas to, to just fight the horrible shit that this world has to deal with. Um, we're trying to help save and preserve their lives by taking down cognitive load. Um, so it, what that means is 
if I'm out of ammo, our product is specifically in a certain location and it's going to dispense us ammo really quickly to re-engage in my rifle and re-engage into the firefight because that's where most of our casualties have happened in Iraq and Afghanistan is and, and how I originally came up with the idea. I'm kind of working backwards, sorry. Mm -hmm. um, with no, tell it. That's interesting. System. I love this yeah, story. Yeah, please. Please do. I've heard so, it. I've heard I'll, it, but that's why I wanted you to come on and tell the other people. Well, thank you, guys. So so here, let me let me just rewind all that. Yeah, so just take it to the beginning. The, we came up with the XMOD system because I saw a lot of casualties in combat in Iraq and Afghanistan. And I, I actually linked up by happenstance. There's a lot of things that happen by happenstance in, in, in my life, apparently. Um, with um, Chief Warrant Officer 3, who's retired out of the Marine Corps, he did extensive research on this, on this subject of why are we having so many casualties in these non-big events. Um, it's ambushes and vehicles, um, you know, outside the wire. Um, it's because our, and this is the sad fact, and, and, and if you've never served, and I haven't, I've never had that honor, but I learned about this, if you're a non-combat MOS, meaning your job is not to be a trigger puller in the military, you get 500 rounds and one day on the range with your rifle to hone your skills. And that's it. You're, you're SOL like that. Uh, you, you have nothing else. The government's not supporting you any other way. Um, mm -hmm. So if you're a truck driver or a Marine cook and you're pulled on route security, like you have one day to rely on training for you getting your ass home or protecting the guy or girl left or right of you. That's it. And that just shocked the hell out of me. Mm. I mean, that was like, I have to do something. Like, uh, I, I, I never had the honor of serving, but like, this was like my way I could serve those who are serving and putting their lives on the line for us. Mm. Um, but if something needed to be done. And I was like, I, I'm mm -hmm. pretty sure I can figure out a product to do with this. So we did probably two years of research to going over data and looking at how people move in combat and what happens. And I hooked up with a really good friend of mine, Derek Murphy, who had done three tours in Iraq and Afghanistan uh, as an 11 Bravo in the Army. And this guy's been through so much, man. He's, he's one of my closest personal friends right now. Uh, and he just told me about all the situations, the scenarios, uh, after I showed him our prototype. So we modified it. We did alpha beta testing with the Marine Corps. Um, they gave us so much feedback saying, hey, these mags need to fit this way and that way. You need to fill an HK steel mag, like all this other stuff. So we incorporated all this information. We took, we, we tweaked everything, modified what we could um, to provide an adaptable system that you could basically reload your gun in under half of a second. I mean, that's really where it went to. Mm -hmm. And then we started throwing it out there into actual active duty MOSs, uh, Special Forces, Ranger Battalion. Um, and they gave us the feedback like, yeah, we're never going to wear the shit on our body because, you know, we're high speed guys and we only wear three mags, but on vehicles. Um, and that was where it kind of spawned into like we started asking different MOSs and different, you know, force protection guys, which are the, 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 the unit of the military that protects our forces on the bases. Those are the guys mm -hmm. who go drive to the guard posts. They're they're pretty hard on you. Like it's if you ever go through a, a military gate, it's always good to put all your windows down. And I'm sure Adam <clears> the, can uh, interject here uh, to just let them see what's going on. Don't make any questions. Don't make any waves. Just walk through because their job is to protect those who are, are putting their Inside. lives on. It's a lot of critical yeah. information within those gates, too. Um, it's not just personnel. It's information. Um, so it's so we took all this information, all these all these little these little tasty bits of, of, of input from all these people. And we said, okay, this is, this is something bigger than what we thought it was. This is a system that's user definable. And a lot of people have a problem <clears throat> with absorbing that kind of information. Like, well, I train this way and this is the only way I train. I'm like, okay, cool. But there's going to be a law that comes out like in Pennsylvania this past February, where it says you can't carry a long gun with a magazine in your long gun in your car. You can still carry, no problem if you have a, a permit, but so a lot of our guys in PA here are mounting our box on the inside of their vehicle with their rifle next to it. And now in half a second, I can reload, charge mm -hmm. my rifle, and be ready to go. So it's, it's adaptable. I mean, that's the whole thing. That's, that's what the premise of XMOD is. Um, and it's, it's trying to bring new technology, which is like one of the hardest things like, to bring into anything.gov is new technology, something new. Um, and then getting people to buy in on it enough to say, hey, like, this is a thing, we should do this. And you have to have 
basically three levels of approach to that. You need to have your, your brass at the top. You need to have your mid-level guys who are your like GH, your processing, your, your procurement guys, and then you have to have your trigger puller sign off on it. So mm -hmm. coming into this whole thing, I had no idea what this process entailed. I wish somebody would have told me. I probably still would have been crazy enough to do it anyway, but I thought it was just the trigger puller sign-off. Like the mm -hmm. SF guys, like, oh, we want this. We love it. Like, nah. Let's get these things going. That's, like, you look at Adam. He's like, yeah, no, that, that's nah. not the way it works. Um, well, also so I was going to say, back to your technology in .gov. Oh, shit. Technology in .gov. That's our industry. Oxymoron. Yeah, yeah, but like technology in our industry, I mean, we're still we're still running around with a variant of a stoner rifle. We're still running around yes. in this world, not in our military, but with a variant of a Kalashnikov rifle or the exact copy. We're still walking around with John Browning's designs, like the 1911. <laughs> yeah. Like we haven't came automatics. out. Like we've came out with everything under the sun. But either these guys just struck gold when they did, or no one wants... And I think the problem, I think what it is, honestly, is it goes back to why I respect another guy in the industry. Um, I'm not going to talk about him today. But he spends a lot of money on engineering. I think there's a lot of these companies out there that don't want to spend it. I know you did. You spent money on engineering, R&D, all oh, of this yeah. stuff. And that shit costs money. And these other guys, whether they're making a gun or a suppressor or a magazine or a plate carrier or a, an optic, like, you know, if you look at the standards for the drop test, I mean, yeah, it's a drop test on like an on an optic, but it's not that rigorous. No, 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 it's not. It's, so, it's yeah, funny, but, so it's so, like so, I think so. that in general, no one's coming out with innovation. So you technically you are an innovator in this industry. I'm a disruptor, and everybody fucking hates that. I'm not going to Yeah, but lie. the military uh, doesn't want innovation. The problem is the military as a whole does not. That's why we're still running 113 track vehicles from the 60s. That's why they're still running the same variant. The military, unless you're a cool guy group, unless you're special forces, like the normal military are still using the basic AR, the M4 they've been using for 20-plus years. They don't like change. They don't want innovation. They're not yeah. running the cool kit. They're not running but cool gear. We're still running gear down. from 1990s. Like the most soldiers in the army are wearing technology oh, from the 1990s. You're you're in a high speed unit, Adam. Uh, I was training my wife's military unit on weapons tactics, um, and they literally had serialized A2s from yeah. like 60s. That's, that's like, what I'm talking that, about. Their but that makes it aperture wouldn't function. <laughs> like I'm like. But that makes oh, it okay. easier. But honestly, that makes it it's easier. To leave over in the Middle East when we fly off and leave it there. I mean, it's just no, old. See, we yeah. left all the cool high speed shit there. Mm -hmm. Oh, no, no, we it was oh, our no. reserve <laughs> units and our National Guard stuff. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oops. A bonehead move. Yeah. yeah. It yeah, sucks. No, no, no. But yeah, innovation in the military is hard because the military doesn't like change. Uh, it's hard to change policy in the military. We'll change, like, you can have a hair color or your nails a certain way. I'm not joking. Um, or you can, or we can change like every base, you know, name, name, cost, like, but changing our weapon dollars. systems. And Evan, mm -hmm. you said something earlier and I'll be honest being, cause I was attached to the infantry for a long time. I'm a medic. So I'm a hybrid of a warfighter and a non-combatant. Most infantry units and someone's, I, I hope someone, it lights me up in the comments. Most infantry units in the United States military active duty don't get much more trigger pulling time than non-combatants do still to this day. Not much. It's, go out there qualify be done they might do more drills they might do more of that things but actual bullets in rounds downrange on their own time they rarely get more than anyone else nowadays yeah uh even my wife's unit um she she's a, a, a she's through army medcom uh she's a veterinarian but they do food supply and stuff like that I'm so medcom, baby. I'm, I'm medcom. <laughs> so uh, uh, they had 30 percent ammo allocated for this year's qualifications and i'm sitting yeah. there going okay so we're using uh steel tipped ammo why are we doing that when we could use regular you know fmj ball can't. ammo we can't, at we can't. half the price like there's it's funny the details that they scrutinize it's it's yeah. just mind-blowing mm -hmm. um and and yes i know everything is an sop and procedure and doctrine like you can't so with our product, we have a magnetic upgrade kit. And Adam, I know you love it because you're like, this thing is freaking powerful. Um, 
you yeah, can actually screw these magnets into our mounting plate and it's to click onto armor. And I said, well, why don't, at the beginning of this, we were like, well, it's an, you can drill it to your armor and stuff like that. And they were like, oh, oh, oh you know how many years that would take to get through um, just putting a screw hole into armor? Like, you know, you have to have a solution where it doesn't touch the armor. So we can't thought outside the box and okay, well, how about magnets? And at first magnets, I was like, it's just gonna slide off. It's gonna knock off until you found the fucking magnets I found. Um, <laughs> They're no joke. They're no joke. Until <laughs> so you find the magnets I found. They're oh, no yeah. joke. They're no it, joke at all. It, you don't want to put your finger or any other no. appendage of yours, um, you know, between that. it. You know, unless you're into unless you're into that thing. Yeah, unless you're into that whole thing. Mm. Um, That'd be a bad so, day. So innovation in industry is one thing. Um, I think it's it's you know, your big. Your holdings companies, your your big companies that, that control most of the marketplace, that eighty percent of the marketplace, they're not gonna do anything unless you have their blessing. So guys yeah. like me, they're gonna hate. Um, and there's there's surprisingly a large number of us. So it's kinda funny because I have this kind of blood oath between like these other four companies that I'm working with, maybe five, um, that are innovative companies that have new technology, something cool. It's like, you know, we're gonna do the lemming thing. Like if one of us makes it we're going to like reinvest in the other people financially and bring them in through the path. Um, and that's kind of one of my things. Like I'm a product design and designer developer. That's what I went to school for. Um, and it was always my idea to have a company where I cut the path. I figure out the process and then all these other people I'm going to bring in behind me in the wake because there's no other way to get new innovation into the industry. How many, how many, different AR-15 companies are there from the last five years that have popped up? More than you can count. Holy Half shit. Half of them are right? shit, like, too. Yeah. So it, it's, yeah. it's, Evan, it's can, mind-boggling. Can I ask you a question then? So from a manufacturer standpoint, because I know a lot of people want to make a new product. They want to you know, be the next person to, to do what you're doing. And can you explain this? Because like, a lot of people are American-made, American-made. From being someone that makes a product, like, how hard is it to make it fully in America as opposed to outsourcing? And, like, is it feasible nowadays? Because of cost and you're trying to make an affordable product, I mean, of course we want to make American-made products, but, like, where, is there a balance to it? Is there just how, – how, how is that nowadays? That is such a grenade of a question, um, I, honestly. I know. I know. So I'm going to take this approach. So, so American-made versus non-American-made. Yeah. So, so our MSRP is about 315 bucks. If I were to make it offshore, a hundred percent, I'd probably get it down to about a hundred and twenty bucks. Same percentage of profit, not 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 the same profit, but same percentage of profit. So I could potentially, if I did this offshore, sell ten x what I'm selling now as with no marketing, make significantly more money, and have significantly more brand awareness and product out there. Um, but that's kind of the difference is it's literally three times more expensive to make it US based. Now, if you're talking about some little tiny thing like a screw or a, like a, a say a magical yeah. bad lever, like, yeah, okay, you're splitting like cents on the dollar. But if you're talking about something that actually has to have a lot of engineering, you have to have a lot of QAQC going involved, there's multiple components, you're putting all this stuff together, it has a specific deadline of requirements that have to be met before it leaves um, that manufacturer and bring it over to a retail marketplace. Yeah, it's, it's a lot. And then you start saying, okay, and here's the part that a lot of like, guys, if there's anybody out there who wants to start a product, customer SVC at xmodgear.com, I will lay into you the salt that you need to have. Feel free to email us. Um, I, I check all those emails. It gets bounced to me and like four other people. Um, and I'm by no means any measure of success. Like we're we're not in our our we're not in black yet. We're still in red. We're still an infant company. Company. So um, we're not, we haven't made it by any means. Um, and it probably will be a while if we do make it to that point before we get there. Um, but if you really want have a product or idea, you gotta believe in it. It's it's just like you know. You gotta you gotta run with the same kind of mindset of people like, like all you guys like seriously like you believe in whiskey and vintage you did it, and it's gonna have days that suck harder than anything else that you could have as a regular day job, it really mm -hmm. is, um, but you gotta work through it. You have to it has to be passion, it has to be labor of love, yeah, um, and you have to believe in yourself and and what you're designing, 
and want to produce. And if you have that, you're about 30% of the way there. Yeah. So Evan, about 30 how much, of the way there. So Evan, how much of XMOD is American made? Uh, 100%. I'm sorry, can you say that one more time? I, I don't, I'll make sure I heard that. 100%. Got it, got it, okay. Um, we even had the ink on the boxes. There's, I think, only two manufacturers that produce printing ink in the United States. And I think it's, I, I don't know if it's 100% on their end made in the U.S., but 51% of what they source needs to be U.S.-based to say it's American-made uh, to the spring everything. Um, going on in the future, because of the battles we're hitting right now with the economy, we're probably going to have a few components made offshore that are exceedingly expensive. Um, and then we're looking at a consumer-based product where we may be farming out a little bit more offshore um, then we are U.S. based, but everything we want to supply to our warfighters will be 100% U.S. based, oh, yeah. made in USA. Um, Respect that so much. We don't want to die on the vine before we get those DoD contracts, yeah. um, if we get them at all. Um, maybe we're just a consumer company. Um, I have no idea. The time is the only tell of all that information. So, so well, I, mean, well, I was curious on that. So like, you talked about like American-made and consumer, but contracts. So. For those that also want to get it in the government, like how hard is it actually to get a government contract? Because some people, I think, feel like, oh, you get a government contract, you're raining in the money, and it's great because all these big companies have them. But like, even the big companies, it's it's a struggle to get a contract, isn't it? Oh God, it is. Dude, beyond. everybody saw War Dogs. Was like, dude, I'm I'm running yeah. I'm running guns and and contracts my whole life. I, yeah. I did. I was like, I'm going to get a contract. So, so there's different parts of the government you can sell to, and it's it's funny mm -hmm. you mention that because my wife, um, we're getting her engaged in the side of the business where she um, is a service-disabled female veteran-owned small business, and we're helping other smaller companies source through her, through those set-asides, into the Defense Logistics Agency, that's the DLA. So if you guys are really interested in learning about this stuff too, you want to learn about what it takes to, uh, to, to have the DOD procure, Almost everything goes through the Defense Logistics Agency, DLA. It's actually based here in Philadelphia, where I am. Um, and, but it's not like where I sell to. I sell through a different, so like eight different layers that you could sell to the government through in government contracting. Um, but start with the DLA. What does it take to sell? Because you can sell your services. You can sell a product. You can resell for other people. There's a whole different bunch of stuff. So like War Dogs, yeah, it was a great movie. Everything in the movies is bullshit, right? Just like, you know, the John Wick trigger pull, all that other yeah. shit. Like, nobody gives a shit about your trigger pull. Worry about the accuracy. Worry about your, your kit. Can you survive in that area of operation? You know, th those are, all the things that you don't see are the most critical, not how fast is your fucking draw. Like, nobody gives right. a shit. Like, can you pull your own body weight over a fence that's eight foot high? Like, that's the shit that matters. Um, because, uh, anywho, I digress. Um, you're interested in selling, look, check out the DLA. That's a, they're a great resource. Call them up, talk to them, and say, this is what I'm, I think I'm going to do. Um, in terms of the War Dogs glory, you know, Hollywood sunglasses, yeah. It, it's those times in the 80s where technology wasn't so far advanced, you could get away with a lot more than you can today. Um, mm -hmm. Everything is so over scrutinized and you think it's going to happen because you have a certain designation or something, yo, you're still going to wait. They're going to make you wait. The military is famous for what, Adam? Hurry up and Hurry wait. Hurry up and wait. Yep. Up and wait. So um, for getting a new product in, like I, I was told it's going to take, you know, an average of six to ten years to get in. Uh, and I was like, oh, come on, it can't be that bad. Like we're going to, like we hit every metric, like we cut everything by a third in our timeline. And then we hit the government wall and it's just like, Oh, yeah, we've seen you before. <laughs> and then you're going to have to go through all these requirements that you need to have made. And by the way, you need to have a requirement from the military in order to get into the military. It's like, what does that mean? It's as confusing as it sounds. Um, so there's a whole, there's, it's, it's an animal. I mean, you have to figure out what you want to do and how you want to do it. And, and selling to the government is great. And yes, you can make a lot of money at it. But like an EOTIC costs $800 because the government's so difficult. Uh, well, it, but it's also, yeah, but the EOTech costs the consumer $800 because the government's difficult and they're willing to pay that. Yeah. yeah. That's well, the so other actually, thing that trickles down. I, I know a buddy, uh, 
actually a customer of mine uh, sells to the government, and he sells uh, he sells computers yeah. to like government office buildings, and he's buying the same Dell computers that I can pick up for six ninety nine, eight ninety nine at the local Best Buy, and he's selling them for two thousand dollars a piece because he's procuring all of them, and they're just just fork the money out. And he's like, they pay me because they don't want to pay someone to do the job. And in the long run, they end up paying me 10 times what that person would have done that job for. Yep, absolutely. But the like, thought process all they care. is so backwards. Yeah. But oh, yeah. it's, it's all about process. So once you figure mm -hmm. out what the processes are, you can be lucrative. Like there's people who are way smarter than me and I am not smart by any means. I'm just a, literally a dumb designer who fell on something. I, I mean, my... I, I, I patented a box with a spring in it. Let's let's be honest here. <laughs> it, it's really nice. It's really nice. <laughs> it's a nice box like with a spring. I like it a lot. It's got nice strong box. magnets, which like and you know, Adam likes my pain. Yeah, I like it a lot. <laughs> um, but so so if if you have uh, that kind of like intellectual horsepower and you can go through that analytical sense, um, you can make a lot of money selling to the DoD. And sometimes, uh, like anything in our industry or anything in life at this point, it's right place, right time. Like mm -hmm. you are in the right place in the right time and you capitalize on it, then you are the smartest person in the room. Um, I there's that. a lot of people that, that do a lot of smart things that never see the light of day. Yeah. Yes. That's the sad part about it. Mm -hmm. so. so Evan, um, you talked about military contracts, but I know you're also even looking at like law enforcement, um, applications as well correct correct too so that the law enforcement is kind of like the gray area for me um i would love to get in a lot of uh law, law enforcement departments and swat and um, inventory management um that kind of stuff as boring as that sounds um with management of magazines and ammunition because that's a huge problem for those guys um, a lot of the SWAT guys we talk to, like, hey, it's a Solomon box. We keep our extra mags in, and it slides around the Bearcat and whatnot. So that's part of that whole we're, we're taking down the cognitive load. I know exactly where to go to get stuff. Um, I'm a one-man shop right now. I, I've got friends that are helping me, family that's helping me. Um, but I don't have the, the horsepower to go out to every single law enforcement agency because they are – there's a lot of them. Mm -hmm. um, just locally here in Pennsylvania, we have borough police, we have township police, we have sheriff's office, we have municipalities. I mean, it goes on and on and on. And, you know, I just don't have the horsepower to do that, but I've spoken with a lot of people that reached out through Instagram, through the website, and they said, this is a great solution. We need to put this in squad cars. Uh, we need them in Bearcats, you know, in case there's a, you know, a mass shooter event, we can grab stuff and go. I mean, that's really where where our product shines is it's in the quick the quickness mm -hmm. of adaptation so we can grab and go and move and move and move and that's where your your stuff fits in where it's like i'm not carrying a huge bag with me and i'm running across with my rifle like it's it's contained it's focused so evan what is what is next for xmg and the x mod um do you have new product development in the works you had mentioned like maybe taking it uh taking a turn towards more of a civilian market uh is there is there other products that are going to be involved or, or or in that line anything that you can shed shed light on anyway yeah sure so um I'll, I'll start with what i can shed light on and then i'll touch on the things that i can't um so we have uh we, we tell how he does it <laughs> <laughs> no lights I'm spoken. I'm spoken for now. So, oh, I'm gonna hit it right here. What are you doing, step bro? <laughs> I am spoken uh, for, and I hate all of you. So go ahead, Evan. Spoken for? How? What's his name? <laughs> JT. <laughs> oh no! Boom goes the dynamite, dude. Really? There's nobody else that uses that term but me. Oh my god, I love it. Yes. Oh, there it went. Oh, that's awesome. I don't know. What, where, where were we talking about? So, uh, Adam's boyfriend, possible. JT. Oh. We have step bros and drinking bros. You, no wonder we can't get anything done around here. You no wonder we can't. Get, that's no why wonder Black we can't Rifle, grow. Yeah, and that's why Black Rifle is never coming on the podcast. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yes. So, Evan, any new product developments in the works? Anything that you can shed light on? All right. So, so the next thing coming out, because we, we focused on all modularity and adaptivity. Um, of course. So we have something called Sticks, um, S-T-I-X. So we have a four sticks and a six sticks panel. Um, so they're pretty... Uh, they're basically like PALS panels that you can web your own Molly kit into. So you never have to web Molly again, and you click them on and off the mounting plates. Nice. Um, you can check it out on our YouTube channel. There's a few uh, short videos on it. Um, and we just kind of did it as a teaser um, for what's coming out next. When it's going to be out, I have no idea. we got to get uh, the X mods uh, moving, moving way more first because the stuff that, you know, I, my tools cost about a quarter million dollars a piece. So they're, they're pretty expensive. I mean, we make our stuff rugged, as you, as you guys know. Um, mm. So that'll be next. And then there's a few things I'm working on. Um, with a whole group of very intelligent individuals that I met at a Ranger Battalion um, that are no longer the, with the Ranger Regiment, um, and then a few other tech companies. Uh, we're we're going to be going after uh, the IVAS program. So if you know what IVAS is, Google it, check it out. Um, it's, it's, it's pretty high speed, pretty high tech. Um, I designed something back in college um, that goes neck and neck with what that program is. Um, and we can maybe do a follow-on video on that because uh, the, the technology is really awesome there. Um, it, it really gets everybody nice and like futuristic technology. Ooh. Ooh. Um, Ooh. And then uh, there's other products that I'm working on with other companies. I do uh, kind of like white label slash black label uh, product design for, and uh, I have a few things out there that nobody knows that I designed, um, and nobody tells them anybody else about it. So it's kind of like that. I'm not. That the unsung the hero kind of guy uh, i like the gray man attack uh, you're the quiet like, professional yeah try to be there you go um, in more ways than one um <laughs> and then uh there may be some big news coming out with tacticon i was gonna saying. say i was gonna ask you saying, just saying yeah i was gonna ask you without spilling the beans too much on everything so you're gonna take like you said you're gonna keep handling the government side of everything and possibly or potentially or what however this goes maybe let the consumer stuff run through tacticon or let yeah. them help handle that um what is your hopes for that relationship with um with jake and the and the guys at tacticon that you formed like what is your hope for x mod with those guys um, so I'm the first product they've ever brought on that wasn't actually produced by Tacticon, which like can't tell you how honored I am uh, because I actually know That's Jake right. real personally. Like the first phone call Jake and I had, um, it was like four and a half hours, and then like once a month him and I jump on a four to five hour call and we talk about everything, life, uh, the companies, the business. We mentor each other. We we kind of like are there for each other um, as a peer to peer level. Um, and sometimes, uh, you know, he probably picks me up off the ground more than I pick him off the ground. But um, we're there for advice for each other. And it just kind of like, you know, I, I think seeing him in the environment with his crew, uh, because I've, I've only met him uh, once, and that was down at uh, Soft Week uh, in Tampa this past year. And it was like, hey, you're the guy from the Internet. He's like, what? Who are you? I'm like, the guy you've been talking to on the Internet. <laughs> like, and he just kind of was like, whew. And he Internet sent me a text afterwards going, dude, I feel so fucking bad. That was you. And like, I'm like, yeah, man, it's cool. Don't worry about it. I'm like, yeah, I'm kind of starstruck because I didn't expect to see you here. Um, but his and I relationship, um, I, I think, are, are going in a positive direction. I'll leave it at that. I don't want to talk too out of turn. No, no, um, because no. Because there's a lot of, lot of stuff that him and I have to discuss um, just as, as our friendship matures and develops as well as what can, we can do business-wise. Um, and as you know, because you guys are friends and you're in business together, like you want to do business with your friends, yeah. um, and not people you just don't know. Um, and that's kind of what you're talking to a little bit earlier, Mike, about how, you know, you mature, um, and, and you kind of do your own thing at some point. And just like, you know, I'm, I'm not out for the dollar. I'm not chasing the dollar. I'm chasing like the relationships because the money is always a byproduct. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. I was always told, and it's it's an old, cliched quote, but it's always one of those: do what you love or do what you know's right, and the money will come. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, my parents gave me the same advice too. <clears throat> um, that's why I'm still broke. 
No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. I'm still uh, waiting for that, but it's, yeah, it's like everybody I mean, broke people. I'm still broke. No, Evidently, so, I don't know what love is because I'm I do what I love and I'm not making money. <laughs> I mean, I'm a government employee, so you already know. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I mean, that goes, that goes to the salt of who you are as a person. I mean, you, you got to follow your passion. You got to follow, you know, the people that you run in sync with. Um, mm -hmm. and, and man, there's some fucking pit vipers out there that will act like they're your best friend and do all this shit and they just try to rob you blind. Yeah. And I've come across so many people like that. As soon as I started my own business, it was, it was just the, the floodgates open. Um, so that you start to become even better at picking who's in your circle. Yeah, um, for and sure. who you want to do business with. So, um, you know, Jake's a solid guy. Even if, if, if the business end goes nowhere, dude, I'm fucking happy to call Jake, my like a really good friend of mine. Like I was on a call with him the other day, and I'm like, dude, I I'm just so happy to met you. I know it sounds stupid and sappy, and I, I promise no homo, uh, but it's, it's it's okay. It happens. I, around you more than anybody else, Adam. It's, but you know, it's true. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. um, um, but you choose your circle. I mean, and you get yeah. better at choosing who's in your circle. Um, mm -hmm. And we're men, and we're alphas, and, and that's you know you have to choose choose wisely because otherwise it becomes very painful. Yeah. So, uh, well, all we have at the end of the day, at the end of the day, all we have is our word. Yeah. And so as long as you do what you're supposed to do and you, you fulfill your word, it's all you can be judged by. Right. And, and I give this advice out a lot, too. I said, you know what? I've, I've seen one car follow hers. I've seen over a thousand cars follow hers. I've never seen a U-Haul full of cash following a hearse. So pick which vehicle yeah. and how many. Because that's, that's going to be the critical part. Oh, yeah. Live Respect. your life to the max. I'm not saying save all your money. It's like, no, no, no. Have fun. Live your life. Hell be yeah. honest with who you are. But uh, to respect Evan, respect. And Evan, since you're on Tacticon, by the way, uh, the boys don't know this, but I want to make an official challenge to um, Nolan. Um, a tactical flip-flop running gun. So let him know. Um, <laughs> I'm down, bro. We can do a tactical running gun in flip-flops. Ranger panties and uh, call out, bro. We, we were talking to, uh, I, I'll bring that up to him next time I talk to him. Um, I'm, I'm going to be chasing his, uh, his flip-flops here in the next week or two uh, to right. get on a phone call with him. <laughs> but we were actually talking with another armor company, uh, not an armor company, but uh, like a Target Steel company, and they're going to do a flip-flop in the center mass. So you nice. shoot the flip-flop mm. just for them. So. Oh, you could send one of those to Lucas. There you go. Oh, <laughs> oh get a stone oh, on pocket. Oh, God. Oh, yeah, well... I'm, I don't I'm know. Team Tacticon, dude. My money's on hey, Nolan. <laughs> just let Nolan know if he wants to steal cage match with all of T Rex arms, I'll be his partner, and we can flip flop it up. I'll yeah. stand in his corner. Dude, we were stirring up hornet's nest between Agalite and 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 oh my God, Bakins at Shot Show. Like putting me and, and Nolan in a room together is 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 uh, so. I have to ask you. Else. I have to ask you. Did they did did t Mr. Uh, Botkin and. Uh, Jake and Nolan ever cross paths at at shot because uh, it was the tension was fucking looking for him. We were looking for we were fucking looking for him. I swear he had people in the Botkins crew out looking at, and keeping eyes on us, so that oh, way he, they would like radio in and, and just keep them away. All I hear is Lu all I hear is Lucas is hiding from Jake and Nolan. That's all I'm hearing. That's <laughs> all I'm hearing. You hear that from? I'm curious. Do you, do you have a source? That's all I'm hearing. Or? You, uh, yeah, your media, yeah, I, you have to protect your source, right? So, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, offline, I'm interested to know who you heard that from. Because, uh, no, we were looking for him. We were just saying, hey, look, let, let's get this on. Because he was making some pretty fucking bold claims, dude. Like, the dude's so, ghost cajones at this out, point. Dude. Yeah, so I will make a bold claim. And I'll make a bold claim. And I want one of them to talk to me about it. Because I'm going to make a bold claim on Tacticon. And it's, it's just a, I want someone to educate me. So <clears throat> I've started building knockdown targets on my range. And it's AR-500 steel with a metal rod and a hinge. And when you shoot it, it falls down. Uh -huh. It's mounted to a piece of 4x4 four four pressure-treated wood. I can tell you right now, 50 rounds in, I would not want to be that wood. You look at the you look at the splatter off of that AR five hundred. Yeah. If that was your chin, you're not alive. So that's where but the fight mitigation coating really comes in. Or, or yeah, it's not coated. So what I would love to do 
is I would love for them to talk to me about that, but I would love someone to tell me how to coat my steel or send me a plate that I can shoot with all that wood around there and see how it works. Dude, go because get rhino line like bed liner in a can and put it on there stuff i mean I i'm not i'm not downing it i'm just saying like man i looked at that stuff and was like dude if you put your hand on that piece of wood oh, not paying shred, attention dude. and drug your hand like dude you'd rip your hand to shreds. yeah it's a cheese grater um so yeah so the frag mitigation coating has a big thing to do that um, i actually did a lot of testing matt with uh the rattle can version mm -hmm. um they do not hold up like like they do in, in the two that's the AK guy that's that that's well, the AK that's, guy yeah. and I'm not saying that's the AK a, guy solution I'm not saying I'm not saying that's a, a solution but it but it could help shed some light on how it's possible yeah. to create a liner that would do that yeah I'm just interested yeah. in hearing about it because I'm like damn they made a pretty uh in-depth video on it that was it's pretty good. Yeah, their liner's no joke. Like, I've done some personal testing on their stuff because uh, before I started taking them, because I take them out to uh, a couple of local shops here and with relationships that I have, and I kind of wanted to vet some of their shit just to make sure. And I put it through the bases, man. It did pretty good. I don't, like I said, I'm not a, a, a screen guy, so I don't videotape all the stuff I do. Um, right. Well, we do. If I have we, to we, we do. I for, don't. For work, if, if I have to document it for work, that's one thing. But if I'm just going to like, hey, I'm going to promote yeah. these guys in our area because there's a really big need. And this is right before I met Mike. And I said, yeah, this shit's like legit. Like, it, it, they don't fuck around. Like, yes, anything will fatigue if you hit it with a thousand rounds. Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm, no, I'm no expert on armor. Oh, like, yeah. No, no way. No. But I was just thinking like, dang, 50 rounds in. And I'm like, now I understand if that was a ceramic plate, it would have already just crumbled. Yeah, well, that's cool. But I was just thinking like, dang, well, that would suck. Yeah. So so here's where I geek out on the material side of things as the designer. Um, and it, everything has a push and pull. So even when we're looking at a plastic for ours or you're looking at ceramic versus steel, like what are you using it for? What are the requirements? What are the nice to have versus the need to have versus the critical to have? And everybody forgets that part is the critical to have. Like. What's going yeah. to get you to success by these defined parameters? Because there's not one material that's going to be the solution for everything. Um, like the pearly white gates, like mm -hmm. it's never going to happen. Like I had to make so many sacrifices with just picking certain plastics for what we were doing uh, versus like what outcomes we wanted. And I was lucky enough, I found one out of like 40 different practice plastics we tried in the industry. Um, so. The same thing is with like armor plating because I did my research too. I mean, I wear the composite ceramic plates when I go train military units, like because they're using steel tip core ammo. Um, so I want something at least to stop one round. Um, I know like more than that is is you know mm -hmm. TA's got a pretty good uh, track history with what they can stop in succession, um, and they're they're if there is a company who's like us but further ahead and that forward and outspoken with their materials and testing, I would say it's Tacticon. I yeah. haven't met any other company yet in this industry that goes toe-to-toe -to -toe with us on R&D and testing. Feeling them. So, mm. no, I, going back to TA, I mean, they're, they're a solid group of guys and meeting their whole unit that was there at the show, and I know that's probably only a third of what they have back at the shop. I mean, they are awesome guys. They will do everything they can to, to take care of you. and and. They're a small business, man, so they struggled. Like, I, I kind of had this conversation with Mike, too. Like, there's personnel issues. There's shit that happens every day. So, you know, don't think that it's they're business. trying to be shitty. Like, it's business, um, business, and they're trying to get to you, and I'm trying to help them uh, as well as they're trying to help me. So, yeah, um, I'm, I'm hoping things go well with, with TA and us, and uh, we can kind of solidify our relationship a little bit more publicly um, and can be a little bit more forward and outward like, you know, Adam and his boyfriend. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. I, I am spoken for, so that's all I'm saying. Yeah, so you keep saying mm -hmm. that, so I'm just going to keep drilling that in the back mm -hmm. door, right? Now. It'll show up. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, a little sneaky one in there, Evan. Mm -hmm. That's how it happens, man. I love it. Evan, we really appreciate you coming on, man. We're, we, we're probably about wrapping it up now, but Evan, um, we want you to plug yourself and also, like, let's go into, like, like if you had to explain what this was, in uh -huh. a sentence what is what is what is xmod one sentence it's a patriot pez dispenser that dispenses freedom kill, freedom killers right yes freedom killers freedom skittles for those bad fucking killers 
Freedom Seed Dispenser. Yes. I love that. Uh, it's a quick I attach love. detach. It's you, you. It's a storage and containment device that protects your ammo and your mags because your mags are the first thing that fails in any AR platform. Mm -hmm. uh, so we protect those at all costs. And you can throw it off a, a building, throw it across a room, drop it from a helicopter like we did with the Ranger Battalion, um, and it'll still function and work. So xmodgear.com. Uh, I'll tell you what. Uh, Whiskey 40, all caps 40, for the podcast. Anybody who's made it this far, 40% off on our site. We're going to let that run for a while, and then I'm going to kick you guys back a percentage so to help you fund whiskey and windage. Hell yeah, Ew, all the way down to my cost. Hell yeah, Matt, you need to get on there and buy us a couple. <laughs> oh yeah, Daddy got, wants a Mountain Dew. I, I, got all, I got all, I got all the money around here. Okay. <laughs> no, but seriously, nah. thank you guys. Uh, hook us up on uh, uh, with some of the links on our IG page uh, at our YouTube. Yeah. Uh, YouTube, we pretty much have up there for informational videos. We send them to mostly the DoD guys so, so they can see our stuff. Uh, but um, it, it, it has a good breadth of, of content on there of what we are and what we do in our product specifically so oh yeah well so yeah everyone we're gonna link evans uh and xmod site down in the description below and we'll make sure to include that uh promo code he just dropped for everybody oh yeah, so, yeah. thank whiskey you 40. Whiskey 40. i love it i love it evan as always dude i appreciate it man Guys, yeah. uh, i gotta say thank you for having me on and thank you for growing with me and hopefully um we can make adam grow a little bit more after this podcast with his significant other we want to thank Evan from XMG XMod. Um, special shout outs to Jake Nolan Tacticon. We'd love to have you on and talk about your story, yeah. you guys' invite. journey. Um, also, yeah, uh, Mad Minute, been talking to this guy. He's a super cool guy. If you don't know what's going on with him, definitely check him out. But uh, those are three guys that are, are definitely on the radar. Uh, they'll be kind of. Bigger fish to land, but they're definitely on the radar. Um, also, just like we said at the beginning of the show, um, come check us out next month, Pew Party, March 22nd. And uh, other than that, guys, if you don't uh, have anything else to add to the show. I do. Um, I, I do, guys. Say, guys, I do. Guys, that's my gear. Whiskey 40. Get 40% off. Whiskey 40. Hell yeah. Whiskey 40. 40% off. Hell yeah. Well, other than that, um, please go check us out on YouTube, uh, Whiskey and Windage for the podcast, Whiskey and Windage reviews for our reviews. Also, please check out all of our shorts. We're grinding our balls off on this stuff, and it's fun, and we're actually enjoying what we're doing. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, if you guys have any suggestions, any ideas, please always, always, always send us your comments. Put them in the... You know, put them in the feed. Let us know. And uh, other than that, guys, on behalf of Adam, Matt, we appreciate you guys for watching, and we'll catch you on the next one. See you next Later. week, guys. Later, guys.